Hi, I'm Becca. And I'm Katie. And And welcome welcome to Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best friends. So, Katie. Yes, Rebecca? How did we get here today? Well, it's been 20 long years. Almost. Almost. Just about. Now, does that make us special? Yes. Yes, it does. Because our love is so true and everlasting. Much stronger than any marriage I know. Yes, no. My parents were divorced almost immediately after they were married. (laughs) Mine got there eventually. Uh, Most people's do. So it really matters that we're able to keep our friendship and our relationship so strong, so honest, so loyal and open. And we want to share that with you guys. We think we got something special here. Yes, and you are in for a treat. So, the name of the show is Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best friends. Now, what does that mean? So, the way this is supposed to work is we're supposed to have a general topic, and throughout further episodes, we will dive into more specific topics under the generalized topic. Hence, general specific. Generally specific, yes. Our first general topic is pretty privilege. Now, this is probably a term you're not super familiar with. Um, a lot of people have not heard that colloquialism before, and I like to think I made it up, but I know I did not. Um, we are defining privilege as the privileges placed upon those of us who are more physically attractive or more conventionally, su- attractive. conventionally superficially attractive, i.e. beautiful, pretty, cute, sexy and all those other words that women get called. That being said, here is our first big disclaimer of the show. As two white women, we in no way mean to overshadow with pretty privilege any of the other privileges or disadvantages placed on people in our culture. We are definitely not saying this is bigger than white privilege or anything else like that. No. This is just something we want to explore as women, with other women, get some opinions, and get some stories. Yes. It's interesting. It is interesting. It's interesting to think about, and it's interesting to read stories about the way different people experience it differently. Now, the way this came about, you know, this is our first episode, this is our first topic, and we have a really fun story about how this came to be. So, picture it. Here we are. Becca. Katie. We're arguing as well. We're we're discussing. We're discussing our ways of interacting with romantic interests, right? How we act around a romantic partner. Yeah. So Katie is just okay with farting around a guy. I am. It happens pretty soon. You know, you go on a few dates and then you're at the point where you're like hanging out with the guy. Sorry, I'm straight. Cisgendered straight. And so I. Straight privilege. Straight privilege. I have, you know, I date these guys. Cool guys. You get close to these guys. And pretty soon I'm not holding that in forever. I'll hold it in for a first few dates, try and make a good first impression, but eventually it's coming out. She just lets them out, and I just don't. I have been in longer relationships, and I just refuse to fart in front of a boy. And we were discussing why that is. Yeah, we were discussing why that is. I was like, just be yourself, man. You just just gotta be yourself, and you gotta do what you normally do. I am comfortable around my partners, but... I think you are just pretty enough to fart that you don't lose points for it. Yep. And I stewed over this and I thought about this. 
and it came to me so swiftly, like a dream in the night. I was like, this is the title of our first book. But I should write a book. I should write a book. I'm not going to write a book anytime soon, so we're going to be using this podcast instead. But I wrote down the title of the book in my sketchbook, and the title is Pretty Enough to Fart, Pretty Privilege and a Woman's Right to be Human. Yes, we were too lazy. <laughs> we were, TM. We yep. were too lazy to write a book, so here is our podcast. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, here are our initial thoughts on pretty privilege. Katie, do you have pretty privilege? I think I do. I think old people love me, and older men smile at me a lot, even whenever I'm not anywhere near them. <laughs> I've gotten harassed quite a bit at gas stations. Oh, yeah, those gas stations. <laughs> they'll get you. Um, I have a lot of people who see me as sweet or smart or cute. I feel like that's the one I get the most of mm -hmm. is I am innocent and cute and young looking. Mm -hmm. um, and youth and beauty are very intermingled. And so I feel like I, I definitely have enough pretty privilege to see some gains from it. Yes, and we're benefiting from the infantilizing of... Yeah, the infantilization <laughs> of women, and I'm benefiting from it. Uh, uh, problematic. It's problematic, but it's happening. So how do you feel about your pretty privilege? I feel like I definitely have some pretty privilege. It's, you know, more or less, I've always felt attractive. I don't feel like I have skinny privilege that I see in a lot of cases, but I do feel like people are generally nice to me because they think I look pleasant and they're pleasant to me. I agree. And I feel like I also feel the pressure to be pleasant and to smile. Mm -hmm. Luckily, God, I'd kill somebody. No one's ever been like, smile for me, sweetheart. Or I'd kill oh. them. But that's just that's just because I smile really hard at everyone all the time. <laughs> Whenever I'm out in public, I'm either like looking down with like a light smile or I'm like looking up. And if anyone looks at me, I just smile at them. Well, I haven't been told to smile since I was a teenager. So there's that. You got that going for you, which is nice. But I definitely feel the eyes upon me. So we've already touched a little on this, but I hear from a lot of people that pretty privilege is a double-edged sword. Oh, yeah. Because on the one hand, you have people being kind to you, wanting to be more accommodating. You are also more prone to being harassed. Yes. So people like you, because they want to do stuff to you. They want things from you. They want things from you, and they want to look at you, and they want to be close to you. And it's it's difficult. And they want to think they're entitled to yeah, it. Yeah, they want to think they're entitled to you. Um, now, what we've done is, you can't even call it research. I would call it a, a vague survey yeah, of our friends. Yeah, we surveyed our friend groups. And some family. And this is where disclaimer number two comes in. We only got feedback from other white women. So <laughs> if you're out there, listener, person of color, we would love 
more feedback? <laughs> yes. Um, we did try and open it up. Like, um, we have friends on Facebook who are people of color, but really the only people who got back to us right now were more the, white women. We're more white women. Who we appreciate. We appreciate. And we did get some good age ranges in there. We didn't get anyone younger than, say, our age, twenty mid-20s. Yeah. Um, that would but. be a whole other thing. But oh, we, yeah. we did get women who were pretty spread out on ages Mm -hmm. and they can tell us about like what they thought when they were younger and what they thought when they were older how they're treated now yeah perception changes as they age Mm -hmm. so anyway we would love more feedback on this because we will be on the topic of pretty privilege for a little while yeah we got we got some um specific topics coming at you later on let's get to the feedback that we have from our friends and family So I'll start with one friend of mine who I think is absolutely gorgeous, but she specifically said that she doesn't feel pretty privilege applies to her. And first she listed all the great things that come with being pretty. You get free drinks at bars. Maybe you don't have to pay a cover. Doors are held open for you and people are just nicer and more attentive, like waiters at restaurants. And she believes that most women who experience pretty privilege view the world through rose-colored glasses, thinking people are nicer than they are. But then she was quick to acknowledge it can be dangerous to be beautiful, to be a beautiful woman. She specifically cited Ted Bundy and serial killers. And if you look at his victims, Ted Bundy did only kill beautiful women. And they are typically targeted. Next up is one of our close friends. Now, this woman is undeniably beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. She is a model. An amateur model, but a model. I would be willing to say that 95% of people would say that she is gorgeous, beautiful, sexy, hot, and pretty much any other positive adjective dealing with her physical attractiveness. So with that stated, this is what she had to say about her pretty privilege. So she started off by saying that she feels like she is grossly underestimated. People think she's stupid. And this is like an old trope, an old old cliche that like, you know, dumb blonde, even though she's not blonde, just somehow being attractive means you've had to work less or you didn't have to be smart therefore you're not Mm -hmm. so she's had a lot of people be surprised that she's smart or that she has interesting things to say or it takes people a while to like get to know her to understand what kind of person she is because they have so many assumptions just based on the way she looks Um, another thing she told me is she has definitely used her pretty privilege She knows she is attractive, and there have been times when she's been out with friends, and she's gotten those free drinks or the free round, or she's flirted a little bit and, you know, had some extra attention thrown her way, but she said she always hates the way it makes her feel. Um, And I feel like that's something I can relate to. Like, you know, you can do something, but it doesn't always mean you should, and, you know, it could leave, like, a dirty taste in your mouth to, like, I don't know... If, if I was that pretty, I'd want to be like, yeah, I'll get what I want for once. And, you know, then you have that, that guilt afterwards. So she, she does not like to do it, but she has in the past. Um, she didn't go in too deep into the negatives of it because, you know, she's gotten a lot of unwanted attention. Uh, that's how she lives her life. That, that's how she lives her life is getting unwanted attention. 
Um, and that's that's obviously the number one downside to being beautiful is people all over you all the time. The constant flirting and looking and other more harassing gestures and assault. things. Assault that people can do to you whenever you look like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's cringy the way people act if you're just 100% gorgeous. And I say good for her for getting those free drinks, but it does bring up, is using your beauty to your advantage confirming people's beliefs about beautiful people that they don't have to work for things, or is it playing the card that you're dealt? Well, our next person that we got feedback from was a lovely wise woman in my family. And she told me she had never heard of the idea of pretty privilege, but understood it pretty quickly, that it is a unconscious advantage given to people who are conventionally attractive. She brought up a study that I should be good and cite the specific study, but I think most of us have heard about people in hiring situations being treated better if you are more attractive, more fit, if you have the same qualifications as the other candidate, being more likely to be hired if you are beautiful. But then I heard from another friend who was telling me that she is beautiful, I can attest, and she works in a particularly male-dominated field and has been overlooked for jobs specifically because she is beautiful. And there was just a whole attitude from those workplaces that she would be ill-equipped and a distraction to the other people there, which, whew, don't get me started on the don't distract the men. Nope, that's a, that's another episode. Dress codes. That, nope, <laughs> it'll be a whole other thing. <laughs> okay, we'll get there. So, in summation... Pretty privilege is a double-edged sword. You can benefit from it and suffer from it in the same instant. Yeah, and it really just highlight highlights the problem that, like, women are a thing you look at and yeah. that, that ultimately it's going to go one way or another. If you're pretty, it could go in one of two different ways. And if you're deemed not pretty enough, it could go in all sorts of different ways. And it's just a matter of how important the visual is just because you're a woman. Yeah, and is it our job to be attractive? I I did actually have one person state a little something about, mm-hmm. you know, trying. That was that was kind of the word she used. She used the word, you know, giving up or trying. Mm-hmm. Um, and women are beautiful as long as they continue to put forth some sort of effort. I'm not sure if she meant physically or not. But that's that's an interesting thing, because I know definitely in my mother's generation and my grandmother's generation will not go out without their nails painted. And if someone does, it's like, oh, she gave up. Yeah. Oh, she gave up. She didn't do her hair. She didn't do her nails or she didn't, you know, put on the clothes or whatever. The whole idea that we're supposed to jump through these hoops so people don't talk. And people will talk no matter what. Yeah, people talk no matter what about how you look. And you have you guys have seen the videos, you know, don't be pretty, don't be ugly, don't be too much yeah. of this, or don't the be too little of that. Impossible double standards that are placed on women. Yeah, it's, it's a whole issue is the whole, like, visuals of women and their place in the world based on what they look like. Yeah. 
<sighs> and you will be judged if you quote unquote try too hard or don't try, try enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> fucked if you do, fucked if you don't. Yeah, it's a darn shame. Yeah, it really is. Well, Katie, do you think it's time to get specific? Specific. Let's, Let's get specific. Oh, yeah. So what is our first specific topic? Well, we already lightly touched on it, but since we are a classy group of ladies, it's farts. Fart time. <laughs> 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 All right, let's go for it. So this is what our friends and family had to say about farts specifically in front of other people and in front of their partners. Yes. So... People fell into two camps, and it was almost 50-50. It was weird. (laughs) Yeah. It's like whenever you think people, like, do wiping their butt the same way, and there's, like, half of all people stand and (laughs) half of all people sit, and no one knows that the other half exists, that's what farting is like. It is. And the people that I would expect to be partner farters, farting in front of their partners, (laughs) fart partners, were not. And we had... I was testing different theories, like, did you grow up farting around your family? Do you now fart in front of your family? My theory, my big theory was, if you're pretty, then you fart more. Because that's where this all started, right? If you're pretty, farting won't deduct any points from your partner. That's what I think. But apparently, that's not the case. Not every time. Well, and... I think so many people are beautiful uh, that doesn't speak to their own self-perception. No. So someone could be drop-dead gorgeous and not think they're pretty enough to fart around their partner. That's true. And some people were saying they don't want to mix sex and farts or they want to appear sexy in front of their partner or pretty or cute at all times and farting negates that. But other people were saying, if you're with a long-term partner, you have to have the comfort to fart in front of them. And I don't know, like, if I get married, will I fart in front of them after five years, ten years, twenty? When will it come out? (laughs) Yeah, because it's going to come out. I... This is where I come from. So I've been in long-term relationships where there have been times I've genuinely thought, like, if I had to wipe their butt, like, if they got in some sort of horrible accident and I had to wipe their butt, I'd be like, I'd wipe your butt. But I am not against wiping someone's butt, and I feel like that's a different thing. (laughs) It's a totally different thing. It's way worse. So I'm like, if I'd wipe your butt, then what's a little fart between lovers? (laughs) You know, it's not going to change. It doesn't change anything for me because I just think it's just so funny. It makes me laugh almost every time it happens. And apparently that's not how other people do it. No, I'm terrified. And if one, like, it's not to say that I haven't, like, let one slip around a boyfriend. Just a little. (laughs) And then I don't freak out about it, but I'm like, oh, excuse me. And I want to move on as fast as possible. I still find it embarrassing. No, 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 no. What you do is you're in a situation and you know what's going to happen. I've been on, like, a second date And the tickles happen, right? They're like, oh, are you ticklish? And it's like, no, you're ticklish. And I'm like, if you keep doing that, I'm going to fart. And they laugh. And they're warned. They knew it was going to happen. And they do it one more time. And I'm like... And I'm like, that's what you get. What she's saying is she farts to establish dominance. I fart to assert my dominance and to let them know that I'm true to my word. And I gave them fair warning. And then the fart barrier is broken. Well, I haven't used it as a weapon. So maybe that's my problem. No, mine's a weapon. And (laughs) it's 
it's pretty bad sometimes. Oh, it can be very it bad. It can be very bad sometimes. <laughs> I've had people be like, did you just shit yourself? <laughs> and I just laugh and I'm like, yeah. no, <laughs> just a little fart between friends. That's another thing. Farts between friends. Almost everyone I spoke with, not 100%, I would say like 70 to 80%, are comfortable farting in front of their friends, their non-romantic friends. Everyone I know farts in front of their friends because I guess there's no need to hide it, but there is a need to hide it from people who want to be, you want to be attracted to you. Yeah. And I think it's like, I think a lot of it is a sex thing of like, I'm not trying to get in bed with you, so I don't care if you think about farts coming out of me. Well, see, and that's a weird thing because it's like, what else are you changing if you're afraid it's unattractive? A few things? Everything? I just I just baseline like, eh, this is who I am, I'm generally. I'm a stranger to my lovers. Oh, <laughs> No, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I hope not. I think, I, I guess I can understand the fart line... But it's impractical. It's so impractical, I just can't be bothered. I will burp all the time. I don't feel like burping takes away from my sexiness. See, I don't know why burping wouldn't and farting would. Because it's close to sex. (laughs) My butt is my favorite thing, and I don't want people to think about my butt farting. I want people to think about my butt being beautiful. Okay, but what about all the people who want anal sex? Ew. That's worse than farting because it's poop, but it's sex. Uh, It's sex, but it's poop and it's farts sometimes. So I just, that argument, that argument does not stand with me. Okay, regroup. All right, all right. So this is what one person had to say. She worked as a manager of an office for many years, and she would fart around her peers and underlings, not all the time, but, you know, if one came out. And they thought it was the funniest thing. But, you know, she called me back later to say that she would not fart if her direct superior was in the building. So there's an interesting one. It it all goes back to that power dynamic, doesn't it? Right. You are asserting dominance. You are saying this cannot change your perception of me. Therefore, it does not matter. (laughs) Maybe that is what it is. I think so. (laughs) Now, I had um, I had someone and I really thought she was going to be a a never farter. Right. Something about her. I, I guess I just thought her modest in that regard. But she said she lets him out all the time and I was like really she was like every single one all the time and as I as I probed farther she told me they're always silent because she has such good muscle control and I was like oh disclaimer disclaimer I will silent fart around a partner I don't hold those in I I, that's a whole other topic, but that's why she she told me, you know, she lets them all out because she can control it so well that you never hear it. And she was like, and you almost never smell it. So <laughs> that was her thing. And she also said that she does let it out on purpose loud once every month or two. She said she does it <laughs> as as a joke. It's funny. Right. And so she said gotta she keep them on their toes. Yeah, you got to keep them on their toes. And she said scarcity makes it special. Right. So <laughs> if she did it all the time, it wouldn't be as funny. And I guess that's true. Oh, bless her. <laughs> yeah. So it was very calculated on her, her part 
to fart around her partner. And I asked her, I was like, if every single one was loud and proud, and she was like, no, because then it wouldn't be funny anymore. Yeah. I did hear from one friend that growing up, her dad could fart all the time, would fart all the time, and her mother would not. If she did, it was just very rare, and she excused herself. Yeah, she said she maybe heard her mom fart three times when she was growing up. So she pretty much got the idea that men can fart out loud, women can't. Hmm. And what a shame. And she does hold in farts around her mother, but if she is hanging out with her father... She'll let them happen. Now, that's some weird, weird, like, stuff going on. That's some weird family... Interesting dynamic. That family dynamic is one you probably don't hear about very often. But she wasn't oppressed by that, and she will fart around her fiancé. Good. I don't... Sorry, I'm pushing my opinions on people, but I think it's good to fart around partners. I have one very trusted source who I think really has got her stuff together... And she's been married, I want to say, five, six years. She still does not fart around her husband. And we are related. So, I don't know, maybe it's in our genetics. <laughs> Genetic to hold it in. But her mom lets him out, so who's to say? And this is, you know, I wasn't expecting married people. Like, I guess dating seems, like, maybe short term, but the marriage is like, you made a vow farts or no farts, you're in it to win it. And so I figured marriage would be like, there's no point holding it in. But I also know someone who is married, has been married for years, right? And she won't do it. She told me the funniest story about accidentally farting. And it was hilarious only because she refuses to let her husband hear it. So it's like a taboo, like, oh God, gotta hide it. You didn't hear that (laughs) type thing. But she does fart around her son and daughter, like all the time it's funny let it out loud and proud but not around (laughs) husband and again it was one of those like you want to seem sexy and attractive yeah it's not like i'm I'm speaking for married women as if i am one it's not like we think we will be divorced if we fart around our husbands it's just a like perceived attractiveness sexiness thing that we don't want to let go of by farting Mm. no i I feel sexy farts and all. (laughs) Come at me. (laughs) Come at me and try and tell me I'm not sexy when you think I just shat myself because it (laughs) smells so bad. And you're like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't eat that anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I shouldn't eat eggs and broccoli in the same way. I shouldn't eat eggs and broccoli anymore because it just it isn't right when it comes out. But I have an anecdote about my family because like we said we figured you know families had some sort of role to play in it how you're raised yeah how you're raised right and my family was raised all farts all the time disgusting gross um apparently my uncle was one of those cut the poop with a with a butter knife kind of people what yeah (laughs) like if you're on the internet you know about those your poop knife he was one of those people who would take a poop and make his sisters look at it before he flushed it. And so they were just one of those families who was just a little gross. A and little? Oh, pretty gross. <laughs> and so they always announce their farts. And that's why I keep saying proud, because they announce their farts to the world. There's no trying to hide it. It's like, y'all ready? Here it comes. And it's just out there. And so I was always raised to just kind of like be extra cool with it 
But this is a fun story. This has nothing to do with romantic partners, but I just want to let you guys know. I've told this story to 10 people in the last, like, month. <laughs> the story of the last time my mother picked me up. <laughs> it's my favorite story. <laughs> and it's so great. There I was. I, I must have been six or seven years old, and my mother was holding me. She was, like, drinking coffee and holding me while she was standing. And it came upon me, and I had the greatest idea. I was going to fart on my mother. <laughs> and so she's holding me, right, with her hands on my butt. And I farted into her hand and laughed maniacally. Your poor mama. My poor mama. She was like, oh, what? what was that? And she was like, my hand vibrated. And she put me down and never picked me up again. That was the end. You know how you put down your child and you never pick them up again? And I've... that didn't scare you out of farting? No, that did not scare me out of <laughs> farting. I just think that's a funny story. Uh, uh. So, I don't know. I feel like farts are human and it makes you no better or no worse than anybody else. No more or less sexual and attractive. I agree, but also still can't do it. Maybe we'll learn more. Well, that was a great first episode. Yeah, thank you, everyone. And you're welcome. You're welcome. For bearing witness to the first episode of... Generally Specific Topics Between Friends. Best friends. And a special thanks to all of our friends and family for um, carefully and painstakingly giving us your responses and your feedback and answering all of our really awkward questions. Yes, y'all are so tolerant. So if you would like to give us feedback or just reach out and be our friends, we are on Instagram at GSTBFpod. That's GSTBFpod. Or you can send us an email, old school, at GSTBFBF at gmail.com. Yes, reach out to us. We want to hear. Be our friend. Be our friend because so. our friendship is great and you can have a little piece of that <laughs> like a really little piece but you could have a little piece of that friendship. little piece of the best cake you ever had mm -hmm. so join us again next time whenever we get more of our specific topics like review and subscribe and all that good stuff mm -hmm. and this was generally specific topics between friends best friends best friends bye